In the world of business, whether you are a private organisation or a not-for-profit organisation that wants to make a social impact, taxes are that inevitable part of your business landscape. One particular tax, VAT or very awkward tax, presents a real challenge. And it presents a challenge in a number of areas. But on today's I Hate Numbers podcast, I'm going to be looking at that scenario where VAT and agency relationships interact. It causes a bit of a head scratch for many people. And in this podcast, I'm going to be outlining what an agency relationship actually is. And it applies both for private and not-for-profit artistic and creative organisations. What the VAT treatment of that relationship actually is and how we should approach it. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, my name is Mahmood. I I'm the founder, director of I Hate Numbers and book of the same name. And my mission over the last 30 years has been helping thousands of business owners like yourself make more money, improve their financial literacy and understanding, reduce that stress and anxiety and tax as well, and have the business lives they aspire to. Who wouldn't want that? As a bit of a spoiler alert, by the way, folks, if you stay to the end, check out the show notes as well. There's a free, yep, I said that word, free webinar on taking the stress out of tax returns. This webinar is scheduled for December the 6th. It's a Q&A presentation about everything you need to do about how to complete your personal tax return, how to reduce your tax liability, and what to do if that situation arises if you haven't got the money to pay your tax immediately. More of that later. Let's crack on with a podcast. Now, what is an agent? Now, we don't mean the spy type, the James Bond type, certainly, but it's that situation where you act on behalf of somebody else. So in my own business, in my accounting firm, I Hate Numbers, I act as an agent for hundreds of our clients. So, for example, where a conversation needs to be had with the tax authorities, HMRC, we will have that conversation on their behalf, with due permission, obviously. We can receive tax refunds on their behalf, we can have those conversations with the HMRC. Our clients may not have the time or the incentive or the will to have. We aren't actually the client, as far as HMRC is concerned, we're the intermediary party. Now, in another situation, let's say, for example, for a theatre, the theatre itself may act as an agent collecting revenues on behalf of the performer, on behalf of the artist. You may have an organisation like an employment agency which puts together employee and employer. They act as that intermediary, the agent acting on behalf of, in that situation, probably two parties, both the employer and the employee. When artwork is sold, the gallery that's hosting that piece of work will be acting as an agent, selling the artwork on behalf of the artist. In a former life, I used to be a music manager and I would manage bands. I'd act on their behalf. I would be the intermediary, organising the gigs, the tours, the events, doing all of the logistics, promotion, making sure the artists had the best experience they could do. And in that situation, I'm acting as an agent. Now, having got a feel for what an agency relationship actually is, how does that impact on VAT? Now, VAT rears its head in a number of ways. And the official, by the way, translation of VAT is value added tax. Bit of a history here for you. 
VAT arose in the United Kingdom when we joined the European community in 1971, became effective in 1972. We have since left the European Union, but VAT rules still abound. A VAT, by the way, or sales taxes in some other jurisdictions, is one of the most popular methods for governments and tax authorities to collect tax revenue. VAT is the second biggest contributor to the coffers of HMRC, just below income tax. Now, for VAT situations, first of all, there are two main agency relationships that can exist. There's something called a disclosed agency relationship, and there's an undisclosed agency relationship. So that distinction is not too complicated in terms of naming, but what does that actually mean? Now, in a disclosed agency relationship, the buyer, the customer, is fully aware and made aware that the agent is acting on behalf of the principal. The principal, by the way, being effectively the seller of the art, the performer, the actual employee, or the employer, if you're an employment agency. The client is in my example that I quoted earlier. So if a shop is selling works of art on behalf of an artist, and this information is transparent to the buyer, the buyer is made aware of that, then it falls under the category of a disclosed agency relationship. There might be some paperwork involved. In fact, there should be here reinforcing what that relationship is. I'll touch more on that later on. Now, on the flip side, in an undisclosed agency relationship, the buyer may not be aware of the actual principal in the transaction. And they may be under the impression that the agent is actually the person who owns that work of art, operating under their own auspices. And the agent here is probably a little bit of a spy language and terminology operating more in the shadows. And the true nature of the relationship may not be apparent to the parties involved. In this particular case, the agent becomes the principal, certainly in terms of representation. So what's that implications? If you are a undisclosed agent and you're considered to be the principal, then in the eyes of the VAT, the responsibility of the full VAT falls on your shoulders. You charge the VAT for the full value of the work that you're selling, the value of the supply, if we're going to put on our VAT hats. You recover the VAT in full and you're responsible for accounting for that disclosing it and remitting it to the requisite authorities. Not only do you charge the full amount of VAT on the value of that supply, you could also recover any VAT that's linked to that transaction as well. Now, on the other hand, if you're operating as a disclosed agent, which is more common, by the way, especially when it comes to selling works of art, managing performers, employment situations, then the VAT situation is a slightly different approach. In this case, the VAT for the agent is due for them only on the commission they charge. So a typical relationship in a disclosed agency relationship, for example, a piece of work may be sold, a commission is charged based on the value of that piece of art. The agent would pay VAT on the value of that commission, not the entire value of the work of art. Now the principal, whether it's an artist, a band, a performer, has the responsibility for the VAT on the complete value of the supply, the value of that piece of work. So if a piece of work, a painting for example, is valued at £1,000 and the agent has a commission of 20%, the agent will be charging VAT on the 20% of that £1,000, i.e. 200 quid, and the artist would be responsible for the £1,000. Now, this presupposes, by the way, that the artist is VAT registered. If they're not VAT registered, there's no VAT for them 
to pay out. Obviously, if the agent is in fact registered, then VAT is not relevant. However, you've got to keep a track on these values, by the way, because it may reach that trigger point where you have to register for VAT in the future. Check out the show notes, by the way, for a link on a previous podcast recording on that. Now, here's where mistakes can happen, and I've seen it before. Now, for example, if the sale of a piece of art or tickets to performance, sometimes what will happen is that the agent will record the money they take for that transaction completely as a sell, and that's not quite correct. So in the example I've just quoted, where a piece of art is sold for £1,000, or that's its value, and the agent earns a 20% commission, the 20% commission is the sell for the agent, the money that's been collected is collected on behalf of the principal, and that should be ideally recorded as some form of liability, a creditor, and it's recorded as a payment on account. Do not mix that up with your own sales. Recognize that money that you owe to that principal. You can certainly take your commission out of that and remit the balance, but it requires keeping a record of the amounts you're collecting on behalf of your principal, separate from the main sales in your organization. Failing to do so can cause lots of headaches and problems when it comes to recording your financial statements, producing your financial statements, what your level of profitability is, and also VAT officers would not be very happy with that as well. I want to round up with the responsibilities of the principal in this relationship. So whether you're an artist, a performer, the landlord, renting out commercial property, it's essential to keep an eye on the value of the supplies being made, as I've said, just in case it triggers a VAT registration. Paperwork and documentation is really important in this situation. And paperwork and documentation, in my opinion, is always good in any business relationship because it clarifies the responsibilities, clarifies what happens if things go wrong. And if you have a situation where you're doing work on behalf of somebody else, you've got an agency principal relationship, then have a contract which reinforces what the responsibilities are, what the nature of that relationship actually is. Make sure that's demonstrated to people you're selling those items to. So they clearly know that you're acting as that intermediary. Now, folks, I hope you found this episode of use and of value. If you are an agent or principal, you're a creative organisation, you're an artist, you're somebody who effectively acts on behalf of somebody else and you're still scratching your head, then obviously drop us a line, contact me and see where we can help you. Remember the tax webinar coming up on the 6th of December. There's a link in the show notes for the registration and it's completely free. It's aimed at effectively the 2 million people who are finding their return quite close to the wire and also for the 660,000 people who are late. When well, we don't want that, we don't want you to unnecessarily give your money to HMRC. Keep that in your pocket. Hope you can join me on the webinar. And until next week, happy agency. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. Listener.